Welcome to the Expand with Jenna podcast. Uh, This is a solo episode of mine that I actually recorded for a course that I run called Feminine Alchemized Business, which is available for passive purchase. It's a passive course that you can do on your own if you are looking to alchemize the masculine energy within you, the feminine energy within you, learning how to run a business from your feminine energy rather than hyper-masculine energy, this would be the course for you. But this specific um, class was all about attachment styles. And we go through the different attachment styles and um, quickly, and we go through how they might be showing up with you with business and with money and how you can begin to start that healing process. As we all know, the very first step of healing is observing and becoming aware of your patterns. And I have found with me and my clients that these attachment styles are literally the foundation of everything, the foundation of every relationship in your life, which includes money and includes your business. And so it's like the number one thing that we need to talk about. I hope you enjoy. Oh my gosh. I just had my hand on my forehead and realized I have a big mark now. Okay, love. So this specific section is talking about attachment styles. And if you've never heard me talk about attachment styles, or you don't know about attachment styles, that's okay. You're going to learn here. If you have heard me talk about it, you know that I genuinely believe that literally everything we're experiencing in our reality right now is an example of an attachment. So let's just get into it, shall we? So we first come into the world, right? We come into the, to this world and the way that we survive is through attaching to our primary caregiver. Right. So whether that be our mom, maybe we, our mom passed away, maybe we were adopted, but our primary caregiver is typically who our strongest attachment bonds are to. Attachment is necessary for survival. Okay. And not just survival, also thriving. Like some people will be like, just don't be attached to anything, but like you came here to experience the world in terms of attachment. You wanted to know what attachment felt like. I'm sorry. Like you still are experiencing attachment. Even if you're being completely detached from everything and the outcomes of everything, you're still experiencing life in terms of attaching to other beings, whether it's a pet, whether it's a partner, whether it's your children, you're still attaching. So the goal is not to not attach to things. It's to live in secure attachment to people, to things, to entities. And every single thing in your life is a relationship. Everything, everything is a relationship. Okay. And you learn the foundations of what, what a healthy relationship is in childhood. If you haven't heard me say your whole life is just a projection of childhood a million times by now, it's okay. You need to hear it again. Your whole life is a projection of childhood until you decide it's not. And everything you're experiencing in your reality is a relationship. So whether that's a relationship to a pet, whether that's a relationship to a parent, whether that's a relationship to a partner or your children, also your business, also money, these are relationships that you have. And typically you are experiencing, if you're having a hard time receiving money, if you're having a hard time um, living in boundaries with clients or with your business, it's because you have attachment trauma, okay? Attachment wounding. Now there's a ton of books, a ton of resources that you can dive deeper into attachment. And I'm not here to provide like A to Z, every single thing you need to know within this one training, but I wanna give you enough to start to observe and start to really Um, get curious with how you are attached to money and to your business specifically. Okay. So first and foremost, what are the attachment styles? So you have the anxious attachment style. I mean, not you, but I'm saying like, first we have the anxious attachment style. So remember how we talked about the fight or flight freeze response in your nervous system? Well, the anxious attachment style would come from that fight 
nervous system response. When we are overly in fight, we tend to be people that grow up to have chronic anxiety. And I am putting that in quotation marks because we do not have anxiety as a person. It is an underdeveloped nervous system of why we have anxiety and depression chronically. So when you claim that, it's just a way of understanding and labeling it, but truly it's a nervous system dysregulation. So now that that's covered, when we come into an anxious attachment, usually that's that fight response on overdrive. So if you kind of narrow down, like, I think that I am more in fight when it comes to my business, you would be anxiously attached to your business. And what I mean by this is this. So if you are always thinking about your business, if you're always thinking about what am I launching next, if you're always thinking about why don't I have money coming in, if you're always thinking about your clients and their results, if you're always overanalyzing in your head, if you're feeling like it's never going to stay, if you're anxious that it's never going to happen for you, you are anxiously attached to your business. Avoidant attachment is, is comes from that flee or freeze response. Okay. So avoidant attachment would look like with your business specifically, if you are just so like out of it, like if you're like, I have a business, but you don't actually make money and you don't actually have clients and you don't actually show up on to promote it or to sell it or have offers, you have a business, but do you, cause you have to be making money to have a business. And in that, like you, you are pushing it so far away from you right? Because you're saying like, oh, I'm avoiding that it exists. If you find yourself not actively taking time outside of your schedule, in your schedule, to create time in your schedule is what I want to say, to be a participant in your business, you are probably avoidantly attached. If you don't ever think about it, if it if it's like the last thing you want to think about, it would be avoidant attachment. A disorganized attachment would be a mixture of both. You, I also just call it anxious avoidant, right? Where you're like, sometimes you're super anxious and can't stop thinking about it. And other times it's like so far out of your mind, you want nothing to do with it. That would be a disorganized attachment. A secure attachment is what we are all moving towards. So a secure attachment is where you're securely attached to your business, meaning you're not um, obsessing over it 24 seven. It probably has system structures in place or will have system structures in place. And if it doesn't, you're not freaking out about it. Um, you probably feel really supported by your business. You probably feel like it's very predictable and like, you know what to expect. Okay. That would, that's what you're moving towards in a secure relationship with your business. So again, this all comes back to childhood and it all comes back to those first primary roles in your life and how you attach to them. Was it a healthy attachment? Was a secure attachment? Were they able to be predictable and, and, and not like they never changed, but like, were they, were they healthy for you? Were they a landing pad for you? Did they feel safe for you? So an example for me, right. Is I, I had two parents growing up. They are still married, but have a very not healthy marriage, I would say. And as a child, right, my mom was my primary caregiver absolutely throughout my whole entire childhood. She was a stay-at-home mom. She was very consistent. She played actually the majority of the masculine role was played by my mom. She was very consistent. She was a stay-at-home mom. I never wondered if she would love me. I never wondered if she would reject me. I never feared that she would, you know, not meet my needs. She always was there. She was very present. She was very consistent. So from her, I learned with my attachment to her that she is safe with attachment. However, that's my conscious memories. When I went back into my subconscious through hypnosis and different subconscious healing practices, I realized that as a little girl, so when I was forming those attachment bonds, my mom became pregnant with my little brother. And we're only 15 months apart. So I was only six months old when she got pregnant. And when she got pregnant, she was super sick. Um, she ended up getting like double pneumonia while she was pregnant. She also had my older brother. My dad didn't help at all. And so she was like laying flat on her back. And I just learned to entertain myself like 
I was a very, everyone would say I was like an easy quote unquote kid. Cause I had to be, and <laughs> my little brother was born when I was only 15 months old. So I was still a baby, right? I was still forming attachment, but my mom had already moved on to this little baby that she was attaching to. So when I went back to those memories, there was a lot of grief and pain still stored in my body over the way that I lost my attachment. Right. And it was because of my little brother. So there, so there was like some resentment there, even though like he's my favorite person in the world, there was some hidden resentment of like, you stole mom from me, like this childhood resentment. And once he was born, my dad was again, not there. He wasn't present. And my mom had three kids to raise all on her own. She was, has a lot of different things happening for her. And she was super overwhelmed. Right. And because I was the easy one, which I had to become the easy one to survive. And my brother was super colicky and very difficult to understand because back then, then they didn't have the resources that they do now for sensory disorder and autism and all these types of things that my little brother would have showed up with. She just was flying by the seat of her pants, right? Trying to figure it out. But the attachment there was wounded because I genuinely didn't have that person to attach to. I just literally learned to rely on myself. This was the birthplace for me of a lot of my avoidant attachment style. Also mirrored for me, right? Was my father who was literally avoidant. <laughs> like he worked three jobs. He always was working. There was never enough money, quote unquote, never enough money. He always had to be working. He was always gone. And he was, he was avoidant, right? So my relationship and attachment there was like, it isn't present. So it isn't there. So it's not safe. Also, he is an alcoholic. And I always knew that as a child. And my parents always gaslighted me and told me that wasn't true. Now they admit it. But, you know, I always tell the story. And I think I've told it in this in this course before that I literally could tell by the way that he turned the knob on the door if he was drunk or not coming into the house. And that anxiety of, oh my God, it's five o'clock and my dad's coming home and I can hear the doorknob turning. And I wonder if he's drunk or not. If not, I'm going to run into my room and hide burst that anxious, anxious attachment in me of, I don't know what to expect. And it's so unsafe, right? My dad, when he's drunk, he's super loving and affectionate, but also he can be really fucking mean and he can tear you apart in one and a half seconds and tear you down to nothing. And he would do that as a child. He would go off on these rants and he would accuse us of all these things and how he ruined his life and all these things as a child. But sometimes he was really overly smotheringly loving. So all of those dynamics together, hello, creates one beautiful mishmash of attachment style. And in that, I learned this very disorganized attachment, right? And then even the dynamic of my parents together. So if your parents were married or stayed together, like what was their relationship like together? That also creates a relationship style within you of how safe is it to be in relationship? And if everything is relationship and everything is mirrored off of the relationship that we had and an attachment that we formed with our parents and that they formed with us and they formed with each other, how is that affecting this relationship that you have with your business and this relationship that you have with money and this relationship that you have with receiving and this relationship you have with your partner and this relationship you have with your children. If you have them this last June, we moved into our house in Sedona and I went through the deepest integration I've ever went through in my life. And, and I always say like, we all think that we want like whatever it is that you want, but the, the, and like, we're not getting there because we don't know how to get there or something, but you do know how to get there. The only reason why you're not there yet is because it feels unsafe to your body. And usually it's because it's boredom. Every next level I get to, I'm like, it's like another level of boredom that has to become normal to my body 
right? Because I was so addicted to the drama of my childhood that I just recreated all throughout life and then put into my business and projected into money, projected into my business that when I really started to sink into this reality that I desired of my business is trustworthy, my business is consistent. Basically, I wanted my business to to polarize me and be in masculine energy. I really had to look at the reality that I experienced in my attachment system that lies within my nervous system. So what I really started to notice this last June, it was embarrassing. It was hard to really admit that I didn't feel safe in my relationships with my husband and with my three kids. Now you need to know that my husband is like probably one of the most secure people ever. I've been with him for 12 years and I've tried to leave him. I mean, when we were dating, I tried to break up with him a million times. I literally avoid an attachment galore. I literally moved across the world to Australia. We were dating and being together. I don't really experience any of that anxious attachment I have in past relationships, but it's more the avoidant attachment of like, you are so safe that it's scary to me. So I'm going to like run, I'm going to run up to my room and hide. And to say that I experienced that as a 32 year old woman this last year and be, and come to the awareness of like the reason why I keep drama in my business, the reason why I keep drama in my life and with money is because I'm scared of everything being secure because I've never experienced that before. And it feels terrifying to me was a humility check. So I want you to take some time now, as I've talked about anxious, avoidant, disorganized, and secure. And I want you to look through the lens of your family life. So whoever you live with, if you live by yourself, look at your relationship with yourself, your family life. Where do you see the attachment styles creeping in your business? Right. So I told you within my personal life, within my um, relationships with my kids and my husband, I saw so much avoidant attachment. It was really, it was the hardest to come to terms with of like, I literally still, after all of this work, couldn't accept and receive their love. Right. And how that was projecting onto how I couldn't accept and receive my business to love me, my money to love me. And these things to flow into my life easily and effortlessly was all because I was holding it back and holding it far away just in case it crumbled even though it never, ever showed any signs that it would. With money and with business, I tend, I tended and still in my unhealth, like we, we always are kind of like going into health, into secure attachment. And then you'll have triggers that, that move you into that more anxious or avoidant attachment, whatever that is like kind of your jam. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll notice, right? Because again, we're not avoiding triggers. We're just stepping into the triggers and allowing more observation and adaptability to take place. So anxiety, anxious attachment showed up more for me with business and money. Like I'm obsessed. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to come to me. I don't know where it's going to come from. Like, what can I do next? What can I launch next? Right. Like that's more of that. So ultimately I had a very disorganized attachment style and I'm moving towards security in that, right. Where I'm more present in my relationships with my partner and with my children and where I'm more present and less anxious with my business and with money. And that has had effects that have like multiplied times incredible. Like it's affected my whole entire life to really look at how my nervous system, right. Cause again, this isn't conscious. This is on your subconscious. So what happens is you think that this is the way everyone thinks. And you think that this is good. Like you think that like, oh, well, if I don't stop obsessing about where money is going to come from, like if I were to stop, then I wouldn't know what to do next. And then I wouldn't be successful. Right. But that's not how the world operates when they're in a secure relationship with money or with business. They allow it to be what it is. It's allowed to be a machine. It's allowed to be its own entity. And they're allowed, they're allowing it to support them rather than them obsessing over it. 
And when they come into that relationship security, then it relaxes and it can flow in. And this is the thing. If you think about it in terms of like dating, I haven't dated in 12 years, but dating, if you are the girl that, and I'm going to use a heteronormative situation, but like, obviously any situation could occur here. If there was a girl and a guy and the girl is chasing after the guy, she's like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with you. Why aren't you texting me? Why didn't you text me back? Why? Like, did I say this thing wrong? Like, should I show up this way? Like, da, 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 right? He is naturally going to be repelled by that. He's going to be like, no, thank you. I don't want you to chase me because she's actually exerting over masculine and she's chasing, right? And he's like running the other way. So either he's totally avoidant and he's a dick and he's like, see you later. Anxious avoidant attachment is never a good connection because she's usually chasing. I shouldn't say never, you can work on it, but it's harder to work on it because she's chasing and he's running or vice versa. He's chasing and she's running in a dating relationship. If you're chasing after something, they're very turned off by the fact that you're like obsessively asking, like, where are you? What did you do last night? Like, did you cheat on me? Like, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm going to cry now because you don't feel close enough to me. Right. And this is all stemming from that childhood relationship of you didn't know when your next connection was going to come. Okay. And then vice versa in a relationship, if you're the person that's being chased and like obsessed over, you're feeling turned off. You're literally like, okay, like, no, thank you. You're suffocating me. I'm going to run away from you. That would be an indication that you're an avoidant attachment. And a secure attachment would look like two autonomous people living their lives and choosing to be in partnership together and learning how to love each other properly. And that doesn't mean that like for our relationship, my husband is more secure and I have come in more avoidant and sometimes I'm anxious, but usually it's like, because he's secure, it's like helped me heal my attachment trauma, like times a million percent. Right. But I have been in a relationship before where I was in anxious attachment and my, and the person I was with was in avoidant attachment and it was horrible. It was super abusive and it was very toxic. And this is usually what we see as toxic relationships is that someone's an anxious, someone's an avoidant. And it's like this chase game and this person runs so far until this person gives up. And then they're like, Oh wait, I still want you. And then comes back like that's toxicity. It's trauma. It's based off of these attachment wounds, right. From childhood. So I know it can be humbling and I don't know the extent to which you've heard this before, but it can be very humbling to realize that like literally everything in your life comes back to the relationships you had with your parents because we want it to be so many other things. It feels like it would be easier if it was just like something else, but really your whole world is being recreated and projected subconsciously from these relationships you had as a child. And those relationships create the world that you're seeing. And a lot of times the world that we're seeing is like, oh, this is how quote unquote money works. No, that's how you, how money works for you because you've created that reality because subconsciously that's what you had to create to survive. Right? So if money is hard to come by and it never stays with you, it's probably, you're probably anxiously attached and probably possibly avoidant and attached too. If you can never look at your budget and you're like, I don't want to know where it is. I don't want to know where it goes. You are avoidant attached. To money. If you like can't stop looking and you're like hyperly obsessive over where your money goes and you probably hoard a little bit and you're a really great saver and all of those things, you're anxiously attached. If you're both, like sometimes you're like, I can't let any money go. And then other times you're like, peace out. There's $5 million out the door. That was totally me. That would be a disorganized attachment. A secure attachment would be knowing where your money is, knowing where it's flowing, where it's going, knowing where you're spending it, having some type of budget or spending plan, and also freely receiving it and freely letting it go. Cause you understand that money just is not going anywhere. It just simply shifts and changed forms. So when I spend money on groceries, it's coming back to me in the form of food, which then is becoming energy in my body, which then 
gives me energy to create a product, which then allows more clients to come into my field, which then they pay me more money. Like literally that's how the energy of money works for me. But I also had to do a shit ton of learning and healing to create that, that paradigm where that's how money works for me. So this is just like a quick overview of the attachment styles, how it's affecting you and your business, how it's affecting you and money. I hope it's been insightful and delightful and let, let us know where you're seeing yourself show up because that's going to show you where the work is and, and how we do the work, right. Is when we expand that nervous system capability and capacity to receive and adaptability. But two, we also get really honest with ourselves, brutally honest with ourselves. And then we allow ourselves to change just 1% at a time. We have that 1% growth of like, I want to run away right now from my partner, but how could I stay right? Just for one minute longer. I want to run away from social media right now and like literally turn it off for three and a half years because I fucking hate it. Avoid an attachment trigger. But how could I stay for 10 minutes longer? Maybe I just tell the world that's what I'm experiencing and feeling. You're allowing that growth edge to stretch you, to be able to stay longer. And then for anxiety, it's like how, when, you, when you're noticing, I think anxious attachments are a little bit harder for me at least um, with money in business where I was coming more of an anxious attachment. It's like, oh, I'm thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. Oh my God, I can't stop thinking about it. Da, 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 da. But some really great tools to use in those moments would be tapping, meditation, breath work. Also just like literally shutting off your mind and going into like pleasure and play and going into your body. Those have been the biggest tools for me is like, I am more anxious when I'm not practicing embodiment or I'm not getting into my body, getting grounded into my reality. Um, but I'm like living in my head. So a really good way for me to get out of my head and out of like the anxiety of what's happening in my business, quote unquote, is I will go get in my body. I will be present in my reality and I will I will go do something like I'll go have fun. I'll do something that's completely disconnected from my business so that I'm, I can come back into that parasympathetic rest and digest state and truly come in a place of service rather than a place of like getting or have to, or earning, right. Which is where that more sympathetic response would be from. I hope this was helpful. I love you all.